You're listening to the podcast of ASN Kidney News, the news magazine of the nephrology community. ASN Kidney News is a publication of the American Society of Nephrology, the world's largest professional society dedicated to leading the fight against kidney disease. In this episode, ASN Executive Director Todd Ibrahim interviews Detlef O. Schlondorf, MD, visiting professor of medicine at Mount Sinai School of Medicine, and now the first ASN Research Grants Program Director. Dr. Schlondorf discusses the ASN Grants Program, research funding, the grant review process, and offers advice to young researchers. I'm Todd Ibrahim, Executive Director of the American Society of Nephrology. Today I'm joined by Dr. Detlef Schlondorf of the Mount Sinai School of Medicine. Dr. Schlondorf, thank you for participating in today's discussion, which will focus on ASN's grants program. Who is eligible for ASN's career development grants? The goal, really, of the career development grants is to foster the career of an independent young researcher. So anyone who has a faculty appointment within the first seven years and who has evidence to develop towards an independent researcher, whether it's clinical research or whether it's basic research or translational research, uh, is eligible. The important thing that the applicant has sufficient support by his institution to really guarantee that he will become a successful and independent researcher. You've mentioned that there's a shortage of young investigators or people earlier in their careers who want to make a commitment to to spending those careers in medical research. And you've talked about the the many exciting opportunities within the, the research continuum and the fact that we are, at a translational level, really starting to make some wonderful discoveries. And you've mentioned that ASN has really targeted this younger group. I guess my question, in addition to the support that the, the applicants would need at their home institutions, what other characteristics are there for a successful application from the perspective of the ASN Grants Review Committee? Well, when reviewing the applicants, the referee committee or the study section that now meets in person looks at several criteria. The first criterion, obviously, is the candidate himself. What prior research exposure has she or he had? What are his accomplishments? Has he published? Then the next thing that would be evaluated would be the project itself. Is it a project that is of significance, that is cutting-edge science, and that can have a future not just for the next two years, but hopefully for at least the next five to ten years and has a good chance of being funded by the NIH through an R01 or other mechanism. The next criterion that that is looked at by the committee is the institutional support. Obviously, this is a very important part of the career of a young investigator that he or she be given enough independence, enough financial support, enough space for research and for work by himself, and that this is clearly the goal of the institution to support this young researcher in her or his future career. And finally, very important is also to have some proof that the young researcher is becoming independent of the mentor with whom she or he has worked or is working 
So there has to be a clear proof that this is not just work carried out mostly under the supervision of the mentor, but that this is really an independent direction that the investigator, the young investigator, is taking. Now, most institutions will fulfill these criteria if they're serious about helping young academic nephrology careers. And uh, I think that at present the chances to have this institutional support are quite good. How can ASN provide more support or generate enthusiasm for both careers in research and careers in nephrology across the educational spectrum from medical students to residents to fellows? I think that the ASN has really launched a very promising and successful awards program uh, that starts with students and goes on to young faculty. We have a student program that supports the work of students in the laboratory from weeks to up to a year where they can take time to work in a nephrology research laboratory or in a nephrology clinical research project and really learn more about what does nephrology really mean. It's very important that we expose the students already and the house officers in their first years to the nephrology and to the excitement that's in nephrology. The genetic advances of uh, renal disease over the last years are really at the forefront of uh, medical science, and this excitement has to be transmitted to the students, and I think that the program that ASN started is very successful, and last year we supported 19 such student applications, and hopefully there will be more in the future. From there on, then, it's really the next big step and probably the biggest and most successful program that ASN has uh, launched over 10 years ago is the Career Development Awards for Young Investigator, the Gottschalk Program, the uh, Siegel Awards or the Merrill Award or the Alaska ASN uh, Kidney uh, Awards uh, or the uh, combined award of the ASN uh, with the Geriatric ASP Society. These are awards for the young faculty, and they have been really most successful, I must say, in that over 50% of the awardees who have gotten a career development award from ASN have gone on to uh, become RO1 funded through the NIH within less than five years, and over 60% have received some sort of NIH funding in the years following the ASN award. So this is an extremely successful rate and a very successful program with a lot of positive feedback from these young investigators stating that really the ASN Career Development Award has enabled them to go on to become successful NIH-funded and independent investigators, be it clinical or basic research investigation. Given that success rate of the program, what's the process that the ASN Grants Review Committee follows when they consider the applications? You've mentioned that the quality of the proposal 
the level of institutional support and the likelihood that the investigator will be able to become independent. I'm just wondering, beyond those criteria, how does the committee make its decision in terms of, of which applications to fund? Well, Todd, we've received uh, 63 applications for the funding year starting in 2009 for the Career Development Awards, so that is an all-time high, and also evidence for the success of the program. So these 63 applications then get sent. Each application goes to three different referees who are experts in the field and who will evaluate according to the criteria of the candidate's qualities, the support by the institution, the quality of the project, uh, the uh, independence of the investigator, and the chances of uh, the investigator to become an independent NIH-funded investigator during the next few years. So from there, from these written evaluation and from the graded evaluation of the different points that I just listed, from there, we make average scores for each candidate and then have an in-person review session once a year where all these grants are being evaluated by a committee, a committee consisting of 20 to 22 very successful and NIH-funded researchers who are experts in different fields of nephrology so that we can really cover the whole gamut of nephrology from transplant to epidemiology all the way down to molecular research and genetic research. And then the evaluations are being discussed and uh, a score is voted on. So we have a list of the best candidates. From the best candidates, we can usually fund somewhere between 14 and 16 candidates uh, for the Career Development Awards, and that includes the Merrill Award and the Siegel Award and the Alaska Award, the Helpin Foundation Award, and the ASP, ASN Geriatrics Award. Are there specific projects that ASN has funded either in 2009 or previously that, that sort of stick out to you that, you know, these were ones that as the review committee discussed them, there was a high level of excitement? Well, the thing about the ones where we had the highest level of excitement is really their success rate. Out of the first 10 top grants, within the first three months, six were already awarded NIH R01 funding. So this really shows how exciting and how good these grants were. Some of the grants dealt with genetic diseases. This is obviously right now a very exciting field of going from monogenetic diseases onto uh, diseases that are more complex, require more complex uh, genetic analyses. But there is big progress being made in focal segmental glomerulosclerosis, in uh, hypertension associated diseases, in HIV-associated diseases, and in diabetes. So many of these were amongst the top-rated projects, and I think this trend will continue. And it's really, uh, to state it again, this covers research all the way from epidemiology to clinical investigation down to very basic genetics, 
and molecular biology and cell biology studies. So as you look at this period in, in research in nephrology and consider the level of excitement and the new discoveries, as you project out the next three to five years, what do you think will be the topical areas that will get the most attention, both at the level of the nephrologist, but also in, in terms of the mainstream media? I think the major problem and the major challenge for nephrology research is still the progression of renal disease. The high estimate of chronic kidney disease in the aging population makes this a problem of prime interest for the national health and for the uh, population health and disease progression. We have to find ways of slowing down or even better of arresting or even reversing this trend towards progressive kidney disease and chronic kidney diseases. And towards that goal, we have to really attack it from all sides. We have to look at the population statistics, risk factors such as diet, behavior, smoking, insufficient treatment of hypertension, the major epidemic of diabetes and obesity, and with its consequences for chronic kidney disease, those challenges have to be attacked. The last question I have, just building on what you've said about kind of increasing health literacy, but also the focus on preventative care, and then at least from a, a perspective of kidney diseases, the, the relationship with cardiovascular and diabetes, as you, as you look at a research agenda, so someone who's starting their career, maybe they're completing medical school or their residency now, they, they want to make a full-time commitment to a research career, what areas would you encourage them to try to focus their careers as a researcher? I think the important thing in research is rather simple but hard to follow through on. Pick an important subject and pick a simple question and stick with that, focus on it, don't let yourself be sidetracked. Now, important questions right now, like I said, are certainly diabetic disease, any type of chronic kidney disease, acute kidney injury because it's associated with high mortality, morbidity, and eventually also a worse outcome as far as chronic renal function is concerned, so these are areas that are important. You can attack them from whichever angle you want. And I think there is room really here for people who are interested in basic research. There is so much to be learned about risk factors, genetic risk factors, environmental risk factors that need to be attacked, about factors that cause progression of kidney disease, about factors that cause acute injury and that prevent us from interfering with the development of acute kidney injury because we really haven't been very successful uh, in these diseases in preventing them and in curing them early on. So there's an enormous fields there and then you can go from epidemiology to clinical investigation to population studies to basic research on what does glucose do to extracellular matrix, what does glucose do 
to the vascular system? What does glucose do to the behavior of uh, podocytes in the glomerulus, uh, et cetera, et cetera? You can really take it at all levels, and there, the important thing is a good question and stick with it. Dr. Schlondorf, thank you for participating in today's discussion. Thank you, Todd. It was a pleasure. ASN Kidney News is a publication of the American Society of Nephrology. The ideas and opinions expressed by participants in ASN Kidney News podcasts are their own and do not necessarily reflect the positions of the society. To lead the fight against kidney disease, ASN helps its 11,000 members provide high-quality care to patients, conduct cutting-edge research, and educate the next generations of kidney care professionals. To learn more about ASN or Kidney News, please visit the Society's website at asn-online.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.